0: Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in to The Unlocked Athlete. I'm David Ventry
1: and I'm Billy Neal.
0: Each week we will bring you inspiring discussion filled with mental performance tips and strategies to take your game to the next level.
1: As certified mental performance coaches we have a passion to fill in the missing link for athletes. Thanks for hanging with us today and let the unlocking of
0: the mind begin. What's up, everyone? Uh, this is David and Billy from The Unlocked Athlete. And this week, we're taking a little break from having a guest. But next week, we do have a pretty cool guest that we'll, uh, we'll share later on. But we wanted to go ahead and dive into a topic um, for this week, which is motivation and commitment. Absolutely, man. And I'm pumped for
1: next week's guest also. Um, can't wait to share that at the end of the episode. And really, can't wait. Monday uh to talk to him and and for you guys to hear his story it's absolutely amazing but motivation and commitment are in my opinion the two words that just kind of get thrown around especially when it comes to athletics and when we're in the locker room about what they are and how to use them right so the big difference between the two I mean they really work together to prepare you um for the ups and downs that you're going to Face during the season. Um, but motivation is really that push, that nudge that gets people going. Um, and for a lot of people, taking the first step, it's usually, I think you've said this before, Dave, and I've heard it from a lot of people, but it's usually the start that stops most people. Uh, so that's really what motivation is. It's just that whatever that trigger was that got you to get going and moving towards that goal in the first place. And your commitment is really what keeps you going, right? We're going to hit these obstacles. we're going to have tough times. Um, and it's easy to quit, but your commitment to the process, your commitment to the goal is what keeps
0: you going. Absolutely. And I I don't want to steal from what you're going to, or what we're going to be going over after this, but, um, a lot of times obviously people think that you have to be motivated first to get going, which is is not the case. There's a trick that you can use to actually kick the motivation into gear. So let's uh, let's share it. Yeah.
1: So really, what we want to do is go over some of the myths and mistakes that people make and just wrong assumptions that people have about motivation and commitment. And the very first one that we'll tackle is that motivation comes before you get started. And that it really comes after starting something new, not before. Right? A lot of people have that misconception that thinking um, in a positive way or thinking about motivation comes by, you know, watching a YouTube video or you know, listen to somebody like a Gary V. rant, and that's going to get us fired up to go out and, and tackle the, the world. But really, that's not what keeps us going in motivation. And there's also like that intrinsic, like six pack selfie motivation to where I just want to look good. But like science has found that if you have a deeper, why you're doing something aside from just, you know, something like getting a six pack, right? Like we were talking about weight loss. If I wanted to lose some weight, my, my real motivation, what's going to help me stay with it for the long term, like for me, personally, would be, like, I want to be around as long as I can for my kids, right? I want to be, you know, 70-year-old grandpa out playing with my grandkids, right? Like, that's going to be the motivation as opposed to, man, I just want to look good at the beach. So that's one of the things, that's a big myth, is that the motivation becomes comes before you get started, which just really
0: isn't true. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I, and I know, basically, just just to be super clear for everyone, it's like... So when you're thinking you got to be motivated to start, but actually just taking an action step can ignite the motivation. It's, it's not something I think that that's thrown around often. Usually you, you just hear about motivation and I, we, we've heard all the time about, you know, motivation is temporary. Um, It's the being committed or, you know, it's having, making a decision to be committed that's going to keep you going, but motivation does play a role in it, obviously to the, like you said, the jump start, mm-hmm. but also, you know, as, as your point, I, you know, watching a Gary V video or watching something that to motivate you, just, let's just be clear about something. We do use this with certain people. Like if, if you know that you need that, like say you're just, you're having an off day, you've got the tools, you're, you're pushing on them, but maybe it's just, you're just still feeling off. It's, you know yourself better than anyone else. It's okay to listen to something that's going to pump you up. Like it's totally, it's it's totally fine. Like we all know ourselves the best. Like I, you know, I, I do it um, a lot of mornings. I like to listen to certain people. I like Les Brown. I like uh, Eric Thomas. I like, you know, there's, there's a bunch of them. So um, it's okay to do that, but that's not obviously Billy says when you dig deeper into the why, that's really the thing that's going to keep you going. Yeah. You can use
1: that as a, you can use that as a part of your process, right? We had Jonathan Bornstein of the Chicago Fire on, and he said, I've been listening to the same song that I've listened since high school before every game, (laughs) (laughs) right? So it's one of those things, like you can use that as a part of your process, but that is, and I think he would share with you and agree, like that's fleeting, right? That's, that's for the moment. You have to dig deeper um, to keep that motivation going. Yeah, absolutely, man.
0: So another, another myth and mistake is, is uh, just write down your goals and success is guaranteed. Um, You know, writing them down is a starting point. And and it's funny how even getting someone to write down their goals is tougher than you think. It it seems like a kind of a a cheesy little thing to do to have these out. Um, But really, first of all, they're super powerful because you're able to uh, review your goals uh, on a daily basis, hopefully multiple times a day. But um, you know, again, while it's a start, it, it's it's just that it's a starting point and a guide. So the the thing that's gonna really take your goals from the reality is action and actually putting a plan in in place um that's gonna that's gonna make that come to come to fruition. So we're gonna go at the at the end of this um we'll go through an exercise um, we call whoop that, uh, that will help everyone is something that they can use.
1: Absolutely. And I, I can, I completely agree with you. Like it, it's super important. And it's, it's something that you and I, i both know that we both use this di- daily. We have a goal card that we pull out and we look at daily. Um, but I like to think about this or like kind of compare it to, and I'm not like down talking or down or like, disparaging the secret the movie the secret but it's yeah. this whole concept of like oh just think it and it happens right mm-hmm. um that is true to a degree but the missing piece in that is the action step right you have to think it which causes you to feel a certain way but then the missing component to make something happen in the, in the real world in the physical world is like you have to take action steps and a lot of people miss that key component so just like we were talking about, you know, maybe listening to Eric Thomas or, you know, the song that you listen to before you lift or before you go and, and play is a part of your process. It's a tool. It's still the action that you take after that. And a goal card and writing down your goal is is simply that. It's a tool that you can use that helps keep you focused. So, but, 100%. Yeah. So the third myth that... <laughs> The third myth that uh, we're going we're to gonna kind of bust right here is something that I feel like is an epidemic, especially having coach youth sports in my area, and it's mm-hmm. just, just to try and do your best, right? Just to tell somebody, you know, hey, just do your best, and that's how you stay, you know, motivated and committed to the process. And it's, I mean, really, it encourages people to give themselves an out right? It encourages them to basically accept failure. Well, I did my best. I did mm-hmm. my best um, kind of comes as like a permission to just fly below the radar and, and not really hold yourself to that higher standard. And I'm not saying that like, you know, there's probably been moments. I know there's been moments where I literally have tried my best and I still failed, right. Or didn't get the job done. Um, but I, the, the myth in this is like just saying like, Oh, just try your best. Just do your best. Just do your best. It's just not an effective way of motivating, um, a, ki- a client, a teammate, a player to stay committed towards their goals.
0: Man. Yeah. That dude, that, that one, that one really hits. Cause I, I just can't think how many times I towards me, but even, hearing it towards other players or or doing anything really doesn't have to be just athletes, but obviously we focus on athletes, but yeah. Um, just do, just do your best. I mean, that's such, it's so used. It's so overused. It's crazy.
1: One of the reasons why one of the big reasons why I think that it's essentially ineffective is because we lie to ourselves, Right. If it didn't go – if I go out and I try and do something or if, like, let's – you know, we're talking about athletes here. If we didn't get the job done on on the field, court, whatever, and we can – we'll come in and, you know, it's kind of like salve to our wounds. It's like, well, I did my best, Mm -hmm. right? I did my best. Well, I mean, did you? Because – are you are you being honest with yourself? Did you really do your best? Did you do your best in the days, weeks before the competition? Did you do your best in practice? Because it's the compound effect of all those things um, that lead up to, you know, the moment, the game, the whatever it is. And I think that's the big issue with that is like people aren't honest with themselves. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. It kind of takes so it takes away from you if you're just able to to leave it at that. It's it's what are you going back to the table with as far as what you know that you need to work on. It's like you're it just it's just that if you're leaving it at that, it's it's almost like there's not a there's not a motivate uh, like a motivation to to work continue to work to really work. I just it it just seems like yeah it just it takes away some of the fire. If you if you leave a game, say that it, you know there were some things that you weren't happy about. You say I did my best, but you can actually really look at those things and improve on them and figure out what you need to do to to make it better. So no, I, I hear you, man. It's it's just it's so it's it's so funny how ingrained this one is.
1: Uh, yeah, and it's in it's it's literally in our culture. And I'm not going to get into the whole whatever, but I feel like we are raising a generation of people who are just like, well, it's okay. I tried my best and you know it is what it is but right, right. anyways on to the fourth one i'm gonna let you take this one because this is kind of a uh, this is kind of paradoxical for you and i i know but there's, yeah there's it's funny a good
0: point. we kind of touched on it already <laughs> i was gonna say you, you bring you bring up a secret but it's it's just visualized success um and it's it's a bummer too because this so the secret or you know the the you know, positive thinking, all that stuff. It 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 does have a sort of an, a bad rap. I think it turned a lot of people off yeah. from it because like, oh, okay, I'm gonna sit there on the couch and just visualize. You know, I'm I'm on the field, you know, playing professional, or whatever. But you're not doing the training. It's like, how are you how are you gonna make that happen? So it, it's obviously no, you can't just vi- so visualize it and then not take an action a- against it. Which I, I like how it's 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 worded is to rub our our dream up against reality. Um, yes. So. We were talking about this the other day about how when we as far as speaking, um, you know, to teams or crowds or whatever whatever it is, um if you don't actually take action and put yourself out there to to train something or to get uncomfortable, um, and you're just visualizing it only, it's not the same thing. You you literally need to make yourself uncomfortable, take the physical action and experience it that way. Um, and yes, visualization will absolutely help. It is gonna help train your body to already be in that moment. And as you combine that with the physical action, those things together are super, super powerful. But um, there there's no way around it. you got you actually have to do the work physically.
1: absolutely. and that's <clears throat> that is one of the biggest um, myths, I think out there, especially like you said with this whole positive thinking movement. And just to be clear, like I said, this is kind of paradoxical for David and I, because uh, we've, we both meditate daily. We, we use visualization. Um, the carrying around of a goal card is a tool in visualization. It's the exact same thing as if you were to, you know, tie a string around your finger to remember something, right? We carry that goal card around. And as soon as I pull that out, it automatically reminds me of like my goal. And I visualize that goal and it keeps me, it's a tool, like I said, to keep me motivated but the formula for manifestation bringing anything into reality is you know your thoughts cause you to feel a certain way and however you feel causes you to act and your actions day in day out moment to moment are what produce your results and there's just no way around that right so <laughs> you're talking about like sitting on the couch and I just had this vision pop in my head of somebody just like eating Cheetos being like, yeah, I'm going to be in the Olympics because Mm -hmm. I'm visualizing it. Right. They they've got to get their ass off the couch. Right. Practice the law of Goya, get off your ass and get out and move and do something. Um, So, yeah, man, that that one's kind of tough for me because it's like, I do, I, I enjoy, like that's my number one self-care habit is meditation and, and visualization and, and really, uh, looking into that um, and just kind of building your dream because like if you don't have some place to go and conversely in a couple weeks, I know we're going to get into this um, using visualization as a tool um, before, before practice, before a match. Right. So if I can see it in my head, like see a, a tough situation or maybe something that didn't go right in my head before it happens in, in the game. Now, I know how to respond. Right. So mm-hmm. there is, there are some benefits to, you know, just visualizing, but it's not that by itself isn't going to get the job done.
0: Exactly. I mean, we, we posted a few things this last week with like yeah, Phelps and Ledecky and, yeah. and basically how they use that as part of their process. But it's exactly mm-hmm. like you said, they're, they are, they are going through visualization and mental rehearsal to you know, mm-hmm. if they do encounter certain things, this is how they're going to react. And, yep. you know, what what's it going to feel like at what part of the race? It, it all matters. Um, but it just, it's it's not necessarily, obviously, it's not going to always go exactly how you visualize it. Um, and that's the problem is is if you do, if it does go different, like you cannot, um, you can't let that stop you. So um, there was one other thing I wanted to say about, about this one piece, which it was something to do with just, the visualization of positive thinking I'm I'm losing it right now Billy but um basically not bad man huh <laughs> I said no, not Batman, bad. I talk too much no you good brother <laughs> no 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 it's it's just no it I just don't want to discourage people not to do it it is extremely important to do so um but the two work together so that that's really what yeah. it comes down to yeah
1: and at the end of the day I think what David and I's goal here with the Unlocked Athlete, with the podcast, and then also with our coaching program and with our coaching clients is that we want to give athletes tools and a process that they can use, that they can plug and play, that's backed by science. Like this isn't just like some theory, right? This is stuff that is working right now and has been used by athletes all over the world. So each individual athlete has a different, you know, their, their needs are going to be different. But we want to be able to give everybody that hears this podcast, everybody that we work with, your own individualized, you know, tailored approach. But even if you don't come on as a personal client, at some point in time, we hope that we just provide enough value and, you know, spark your imagination enough to start to develop your own mental process that you can do. Because at the end of the day, everybody that all of your rivals, all of the other teams are working on their body every day. They're working out just like you are. They're getting their shots up. They're working on their touch, right? They're getting the laps in the pool, whatever your sport is, your rivals are, are working on their craft. But the one thing that can separate you from the crowd is to develop your mind and be prepared. And it's just nobody's nobody's doing it right we just focus on the physical so we hope that we can give you some tools to take away and that's what we're going to dive into next is some mm-hmm. training exercises that you guys can take with you and start to implement and work on um that will help you right so do you want me to dive into the first one
0: or you want to uh, i want yeah i do i want you to, to just go and dive in but first i just say this i'm i'm glad you said that because the we're talking about some things that sounds like oh okay well well how do i is is yeah every every athlete that we that we touch is how we put a process in place so they, they have the process um a lot of these other things are, are maybe extra tools in the you know in the toolbox and obviously it's part of the process but there's an actual physical you know process that um they're able to fall back on that that uh, will keep obviously several things going but one of them is obviously focused in the game but um let's do it billy let's move on to the uh, yeah. the first one
1: So the stuff that you're gonna be able to take with you, let's dive into the exercises. And the very first one is pretty easy and it's finding your why. We talked about this earlier on one of the, um, in the myth section, right? Um, Talking about motivation and what that actually is. So what we found is that having these shallow whys or or reasons aren't gonna lead to long-term commitment Um, and drive, right? You have to have a deep why. So having a clear why behind our goals will keep us on track when things get hard and challenging, especially during practice or in a game. So we need to understand why we're doing what we're doing. So one of the very first things you can do is just list this out. We're going to ask you seven questions that you can answer yourself. And the very first question is, why are you doing your specific sport? right why are you playing basketball why are you playing golf why are you playing soccer why is it um so that's the very first one and and write it write it out all the positive reasons why you're doing what you're doing okay the next thing number two would be what do you want to accomplish in your athletic career and we want you to look at this from a macro and a micro perspective what do you want to do in the short term Right, like, what goals do you want to accomplish? If let's say you're in high school and you're just getting started, right? What do you want to accomplish by your senior year? And then, what do you want to accomplish when you're David and my age, right? When you're done playing competitively, like, what do you want to be able to say when you look back at your legacy and look at all the things? Like, what do you want to accomplish in your in the totality of your athletic career, right? So that's number two. Uh, number three. What do you enjoy most about your sport? Write out all the things that you love about it. You know, the camaraderie with my teammates. Um, I went to my 20-year high school reunion this past weekend, and a lot of the guys there that I sat at the same table with were guys I played sports with. And I'm still friends to them with them to this day. They're some of the strongest bonds, lifelong connections, people that I will be um, – contacted with and that I will help and will help me for literally the rest of my life. So that's one of the things that I most enjoyed was just the bonds and friendship and the brotherhood that I made. So what are those things for you? Write those out. Four, what are your biggest challenges, right? Is it your mindset? Is it your speed? Is it something physical? What are the biggest challenges you're facing day in and day out with your sport? Number five, when have you been the most motivated? And if we go back to our you know, red light, yellow light, green light, or green light, yellow light, red light um, exercise that we gave a, a while back, get into how did you feel, right? When have you been the most motivated and how did that feel? Number six, what are the biggest challenges you have in sustaining, in sustaining the commitment it takes to be the best version of yourself, so what are the things you face on a daily basis? Right. You know, diet is probably one of them getting enough sleep. You know, the number one distractor in the world is our phone. So is that something right? Is that a challenge for you? in um, being the best version of yourself, not getting the right sleep because I'm staying up on my phone, watching YouTube videos until two in the morning. Um, is it that I'm drinking too much soda or maybe having too much alcohol or drinking when I'm not supposed to? Right. What is it? Write out those challenges. And then how can I best serve you? How can you best serve your coach? How can you best serve your team? Right. And then be super, super clear on that. Like, what are, what are the areas I talked earlier about, you know, the, you know, just do your best mentality. And the reason why that's not effective is because often we lie to ourselves. So this question right here, the last one, is one of those things where we have to be extremely honest with ourselves. What are we not doing that we could do that we could serve our team and our coach better? Do we need to step up and be a leader, right? Do we need to show, you know, lead with actions? What is it? Everybody will be different. We can all get better. um, But we have to, that question is going to cost you and require you to be honest with yourself right
0: absolutely that's the first one yeah absolutely um so and the other exercise here is what is what we use the acronym whoop for as a strategy and it's from the, the book rethinking positive thinking um and just before even just going into this i just wanted to say if you're feeling resistance and actually writing this stuff down i get it we get it um I still personally struggle with that. I have to force myself to write things down. I always just think reading the stuff and 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 then just you know coming up with the answers in my head is enough. But the truth is, it's not. It's it's uh, having the ability to write the things down and review them is where a lot of the power is. It's it's you know just trying to remember. Like, oh, I'm going to remember it. There's too many things going on in our lives that we're facing. You know, in practice on the field, there's so many distractions. If you don't have the things written down, it, chances are you're not going to be reviewing them. So that, that's why we do things like the goal card. You know, that's why people do vision boards. It's it's always keeping the things in front of you and therefore review. Um, so with saying that, so the, the WHOOP acronym is, it's it's wish slash want, outcome, obstacles, and plan. So again, take the time and write this stuff out. Um so for wish and is, is what do I want to achieve um, today, at the end of the month, in the off season, you know in, in your career? And why is it important to you? Um, again, why is it important to you ties back into the why, the, the bigger reason. Um, and when Billy said you know, macro, micro level goal, typically we're referring to on a macro level. Usually about a month, three months out in, in yearly goals is, is and again that's not exact, but something like that. And on a micro level, you're looking at daily, weekly, monthly. So just just as a distinction there, um, the second part is outcome. So what will I receive by achieving these goals? Um, how will it improve my life? And and how will this help me live closer to my why on a daily basis? So you actually writing down the the outcomes, it's going to start to lay out the vision of 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 why you're doing it, what you're going to start seeing, and why it's going to be worth it. Um, now, obstacles. So what's going to be a challenge? What could potentially derail my success? And, and what stopped you in the past from, uh, from achieving that success? So what this can do is it's going to cause you to actually start to recognize things before they even come. So this is going to strengthen that awareness muscle. Um, so anything that gets in your way, you're less likely to go off track and stop. Obviously with a growth mindset, we're not going to do that, but um, still it's good to know and kind of have that on your radar so you can catch it when it shows up. Uh, The last one is plan. What am I going to do when I hit a challenge? Um, How will I stay the course? What is my, you know, my algorithm, if this happens, I will do this. So again, going back to obstacles, when those things do show up, what's my plan now to get over those things? Um, going back to hold the whole mindset thing growth versus fixed. growth is you're gonna you're gonna have something to get around no matter what. Fix is where you actually would let it stop you on your road. Um, the road's gonna be full of bumps. It's just part of the process. Failure is part of the process. We've talked about that. So having a plan of this is what I'm gonna do to keep going, no matter what it is. Um, you know, that could be, for example, if I have ability, for example, as my accountability partner, um, who's that for you? Um, you know, what's the next step you're going to take to get over it? You just, what are you doing on a daily basis? You know, grinding your tools, doing the work. So, um, these are all things that if you actually t- do the exercise, like I said, actually write it out, don't do it in your head, write it out. Um, it's going to help just to prepare you for, for the journey. It's this whole thing is part of the journey. So, um, both of these exercises, I think will we'll go a long way with, with helping people. Yeah.
1: And I wanna I wanna just talk about, you know, whoop here for a second because it is one of my favorite it's one of my favorite exercises and it was one of the most eye-opening. Because if we go back to like once again, I hope I'm (laughs) don't sound like I'm like, you know, just being rude or like talking down to the whole like secret crowd or like that whole like oh just visualize (laughs) it crowd. But yeah. part of the reason, this is a big reason why that doesn't work for most people. Um, and I'll, I'll uh, quote Mike Tyson: "Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the punched uh, in the mouth." So right, yep. and so so many of us will say, we'll visualize, and we're like, "Oh man, I'm going to be out there. and I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing this." Well, what we don't <laughs> do is the whole obstacles. We don't rub it up against reality, right? We don't rub it up against the things in our life on a daily basis that are going to be roadblocks and even things that we know have been roadblocks to us in the past because we lack the awareness to see like, oh, I'm, I'm basically self-sabotaging myself, right? So when those things happen and they pop up and now you're faced with an obstacle, that whole just visualize it and it's going to happen doesn't work because you don't have a plan. And you, what we do is we lie to ourselves again and we say, well, this wasn't for me. It wasn't, it wasn't meant to be. What we need to do is expect and accept that things are going to be hard, right? We need to expect things to be challenging um, and be hard and stop looking for them to be easier. And one of the ways that we can do that is through this whoop exercise, which shout out to Brian Johnson and Optimized Coaching and um, Gabrielle Otengen for writing this book um, rethinking positive thinking because it is a different way to look at things. And when we, we looked at like what can go wrong and then plan that out, man, I, I'm not saying that it's a foolproof or that it's going to work every time, but you are going to be immensely better, better prepared.
0: So anyway. Yeah. And, and you know, I just, you, by you saying that you just sparked what I was going to say earlier that I forgot. And again, not trashing the uh, on positive thinking or visualizing or anything like that. Cause obviously we're, we believe in that we, daily we We use it in coaching we do it ourselves (laughs) yeah but just in case anyone is like uh yeah i don't know if i really need that stuff i just want to say this as far as there are studies actual several studies of where they've taken groups of people i'm just gonna i'll use the free throw one in basketball they took a group of people Where one group physically practiced free throws for a week the second group only visualized doing free throws for that week the third group did nothing. Didn't practice physically. Didn't visualize it. Now, when they actually brought them all back and had them actually shoot free throws, the group that did uh, that did absolutely nothing. There was no improvement. the The important part here is the group that just visualized almost improved their free throw shooting as much as the group that actually physically did. Yeah. So. That I just want to say that there's there's so much yeah. power in your mind. It's the body follows what you're what you're doing with the mind. We're not saying obviously that the secret and thinking positive, all that stuff doesn't work. It it, it definitely plays a factor. But, absolutely. Um We just we were harping more today on the fact that you have to take action, actually physically do these things, and rub yeah. up against the dream to to uh, to really make things happen. So,
1: if the, absolutely, thank you. And David will know. Like David mentioned, I'm his accountability partner. Um, he is mine, and my accountability partner, and I think he would agree with this. The number one thing that we can try and keep each other accountable on is taking action. And if you don't get anything else um, from anything that we share, is that I w- we want you to think <laughs> daily about what can I do, what can I, what action can I take today that's going to move the needle closer to my goal.
0: Yep. So yeah. I couldn't said it said it better myself, man. So I think uh, I think that's a great place to leave it. But uh, absolutely, yeah. Until until next time, until our well, I guess. Did you said should we share? Should we uh, anyone that actually hears this? Should we tell them who our our next guest is?
1: Yeah, go ahead and drop it.
0: I'm I'm pumped, man. It's so our next guest is is uh, is Bob Becker, and uh, if if you don't know who he is, uh, which you know not everyone is into the world of ultra uh, ultra sports, ultra running, but he is. he runs ultras. Um, he just did Badwater, which is a 135 mile race. Um, and he did finish. Now, but that's not the, the best part to me, at least, the, is that he is 77 years old. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, just like, and so he's been doing this for a long time, but the fact that he's 77 and he just did 100, what did you say, Billy? Six, it's like six, six and a half marathons and one. Yeah. Just, it's insane. So the reason why we're so excited is just the mindset and how we talk about how we coach mental performance. Um, Being able to, the voice in your head when you're out there doing a 135 mile race, it's just going to be fascinating to hear his process and what's going on in his head, how he's conquered that voice and how he just keeps going. So that's, that's why we're so excited about it.
1: Yeah, we're absolutely pumped. So awesome, man. David, as always, it's, it's such a pleasure, man. And we will see you guys on the next one.
0: All Bye-bye, everyone.
1: Thanks again for joining the Unlocked Athlete today. If you liked what you heard and felt, please subscribe. We would love the opportunity to continue to inspire you on your athletic journey.
0: Also, if you feel pulled to do so, please share with a fellow athlete. We can all unlock the next level together. Until next time, take care of that mind.